is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Ungrown Ups podcast. I almost forgot what the hell we were doing right now. Hi, this welcome. This is episode 35. It is episode it. Yep, the 35th episode. So I'm yeah. pretty uh, pretty excited. This is the first episode of 2021. We are done with 2020 mostly. Yeah, yeah. There's some I mean, carryover. Sure we're still feeling the effects of 2020, and that'll probably last for a while. But yeah, we are beyond. It yeah. is kind of nice to be in a a new year, a new me kind of thing, I guess. New but I don't year, really new me. do anything dramatically different with the change of the year. So I'm just keep on keeping on. Yeah, I don't. I mean, sure. Sounds, yeah, I mean, you know, some good. people are like, oh, you know, they, they wait till the first of the year to start some resolution. And I'm like, nah, I've already tried to just keep doing what I'm doing. And I don't try to make any sort of major changes with the new year. Oh, yeah. I kind of... Um, <clears throat> And I guess I sort of started changing shit last year, so I just kind of have stayed yeah, exactly. on that path. Yeah, you know, you just kind of, yeah, yeah. not changing, but getting back, I guess, to myself in some ways, but also, you know, I don't know, trying to just live better. Yeah, speaking of changes, dude, you posted like an Instagram story. You dropped 40 freaking pounds? Uh, Yeah, it's over that now, but yeah, 40 pounds. Holy shit. Like, I don't think I've ever had any sort of success like that. On a diet. Well, when you're fat, it's easy, apparently. Yeah, but you weren't like husky shopping, you know. You weren't massive, so it's kind of crazy that. Well, no, but I mean, I definitely was like overweight, out of shape, and you know, it's that thing where you finally you're just like, I've had enough of this, and then, uh, you know, kind of just make a change. Like, I changed a lot of diet. I started uh, working out again. I've been running. Yeah, you were doing, yeah, you were running. You were doing the keto thing, but I mean, just literally, like, even at your worst if you want to call it that looking at you i wouldn't have thought you had 40 pounds to give up you know yeah i think it was more just you know i i definitely see it or saw it or whatever and now you know i'm i don't know i don't know if i'm on a mission to keep going a little bit but i'm sure i'll maybe drop a little bit more i'm not never going to get back to my high school weight of 145 pounds or 150 or whatever it is but you know we'll get a little bit extra and you know i was gonna ask is, is there a goal in mind is like is it a certain like uh size waist or is it like a uh, just a you'll know when you know kind of thing yeah i think just being comfortable you know what i mean like that's that's the biggest thing about it is just you know being comfortable with yourself and not uh looking in the mirror and feeling like crap and unfortunately you know it doesn't get talked about a lot but you know we hear about like women having body issues and society oh, putting yeah, all yeah. this pressure but it's not it's it's not non-existent for guys too right like there's this whole uh, thing where you're supposed to look a certain way and whatever. I'm fine with like the dad bod life, but you know, it, not just big fat dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I, as long as my chest sticks out farther than my gut, I'm okay. That's I think that's, 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 that's my ratio. You know, so if yeah. I keep working out the upper body, then it's all right. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, it's never. I never had like big legs. Well, I mean, not like you know, you would see like a obese leg i don't know what the hell that even means and i okay and i i should apologize too for using the word fat that was just that's my perception of myself not uh talking about anybody else so i am not trying to uh, cause any issues with the words that i'm using although oops you were morbidly obese according to the bmi scale the BMI, yeah, yeah right which is actually that's kind of bs yeah like, oh, come on now but like i you know i i still like i'm not you know going out and getting a six-pack or anything because you know that no thank you yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't have that kind of time no, but that's awesome. I mean, forty pounds down is is pretty damn impressive. And yeah, and that's in two... that's since like August, I guess. Yeah, and then you went for two runs today. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, yeah. 
like one, I understand. The second one is like, what'd you do? You drop your keys somewhere and have to go back and get no, it? Kind of no. Or? So like, okay. So I ran, uh, what did I run this morning? I'm going to look it up really quick so I can be uh, factual about what we're talking about. I ran three and a half miles this morning and then I did a short workout and then decided that I needed to run more for some reason. Uh, so I just ran another quick mile around the block. Yeah, that's that's too much running. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll run, but like I went for a run the other morning and I decided or I didn't decide, but it wasn't until I was actually out on the run going, you know what? At 6 a.m. and it's 40 degrees, it's not really much fun to run in the cold. Yeah, I didn't run until, you know, 930 or 10 and then I ran again at noon. Um, but I <clears throat> I've been, you know, because I, I guess the last couple of weeks I've been kind of with holidays and everything. I slacked a little bit from my own plan, like my own deal. So I went yeah. out today and made up a little bit for it, I guess. But, you know, I, dude, I hate running and I will pretty much do it in intervals where I'll just constantly vary speed or it's my, my, yeah, um, yeah. my lung power is just not there. Right. And my legs get tired. So I just, you know, vary it. I walk part of it. So it's not like I'm just freaking hauling ass. I'm, I think it's like 11 minute mile at most. Yeah, or, you I, know, I'm pretty best. sure that that runner's high is a crock of shit. Yeah. There's no such thing. There's no way. Yeah. I, I can't, I mean, and the, and the thing is, yet I still – I can agree to the fact that after you're done with the run or the workout or whatever physical exertion it is, you do have that moment where you're like, all right, that sucked, but I do feel better kind of thing. But there is no like in the middle of it all as you're sweating your ass off, gasping for air, thinking, this is awesome. I should do more of this. That thought never occurs. No, never to me either. I'm like, hey, so how far from home am I? And then I realized I'm, you know, two miles away. But are you doing that on? Are you doing that as you run away from the house? So you know how far you need to turn around to come back? No, today or, I was just like, oh, I'm gonna go. I'll run to Palm and then run to Tustin and then run back. But I ended up going to Batavia and then around the corner, around the block. So, you know, added some miles. Nice. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah, not yeah. like I'm not doing anything crazy. It's just good to get out and you know, listen yeah. to music and sort of not have to think about other crap. That's the one thing I do like, like when I'm, when you're running, like you just can kind of shut your brain off. Um, yeah. You know, what's your running playlist? Oh, I just put on some random, like old school punk rock or something just to okay. keep a pace up. Yeah. yeah it seems to yeah, work. I, used, I did that couch to 5k app a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, uh, that worked out well, but then like I would do just like random, they had like actual like Pandora workout, channels oh okay stations and you could do them that way and it was it was interesting but i found it easier just to pick my own music and just do it that way just so you're not distracted by the song as you're running on what the hell am i listening to yeah well that's kind of the way this sort of the running part of this started so i had already changed that i was doing keto and now i'm like honestly now that i'm like running and i feel like i'm in a good spot I've been a little less, uh, like strict about stuff. I, you know, I've been eating, I had pizza last night. Like I've been a lot, you know, more open with my diet yeah, just yeah, as long as I keep doing Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, what ended up happening was I have a whoop for those of you that have not heard about it. It is a basically like a really, really hyped fitness tracker or not hype. That's not the right word, but uh, like very powerful fitness tracker that also tracks sleep and kind of your body's exertion and your recovery and all this other stuff. So anyhow, um, I got it originally to sort of help me sleep better, which is sleep is not my forte. I went to bed, I think at 11 last night and I was up at three 30. Um, so 
I don't sleep well, so but it, but what it allows you to do is correlate data, you know, and it right, asks right. you questions. Data is so. what's interesting. Yeah, exactly, and it, it it even tracks stuff like, did you sleep in the same bed as normal? Did you, um, you know, so you can kind of keep this journal, and then you can go back and correlate oh. correlate some of the data and say, oh, okay, yeah. every time I. Um, I don't know, drink three drinks or more. My recovery is terrible. Meanwhile, if I go to bed by X and I do whatever, you know what I mean? So there's, there's all this data that you can use. So at any rate, so that's kind of why I ended up getting it. Turns out it's got a lot more. I've actually got quite a, a, a few people to get one. And if anybody wants one, I'm happy to provide a code where you can get a month for free, um, obviously. And so anyway, at any rate, so they had posted up this thing and it was in, um, it was in partnership with like outdoor magazine and somebody else, um, tracksmith maybe. And it was a, that same deal. It was like a beginner 5k, okay. um, sort of, you know, training program. And I, for whatever reason, was like, yeah, it seems like a great idea. It was a terrible idea. Um, I ended up actually getting hurt partway through. I hurt my knee, so wasn't able to complete it, but I still have all the workouts. And so yeah, I've yeah, kind I of, yeah. So what I'm going to end up doing over the next probably next week I'll start those again. Um, I mean, I did a 5k today. It was long, you know, 40 yeah. minutes or whatever, but, um, I still did it. So it's not like I can't do it. It's just a matter of, well, and I think that's the important thing is like, with the, no matter what you do, any sort of activity, like you may give yourself a hard time for not running as fast or as far as you expected, but no matter what you did more than just somebody sitting at home on the sofa. Yeah, I think for me, though, the problem is I'm competitive with myself, but I'm also competitive with other people. So, like, when somebody's like, hey, I'll go run with you, I'm like, no, thank you, because it'll just be an issue. Like, it's why I don't go to the gym with anybody. Not that I go to the oh. gym. Like, I'd rather <laughs> just lift my own weights and do my own thing. And, like, I just – it's not uh, – it doesn't drive me. It just makes me feel like, oh, I'm not doing good enough. Or, you know what I mean? That's like, it's just a – Yeah, for me, it's, like, the other way around. Like, it's not – I I like the – camaraderie but it's, it's more the accountability of having someone there because if i went to the gym like a 24-hour fitness or something by myself i'd walk over to a machine do a couple of reps and maybe somebody's waiting so that would just give me an excuse all right i'll get up i'll stop what i'm doing so somebody else can get on whereas like going to a gym with somebody that you really know you'd be like no we're gonna do three sets of ten let's do let's get this done and so there's the accountability factor for me helps more and i don't find it as much of an intimidation but it also helps when you're being held accountable by people that you kind of deem close in capability to you. Cause like if I was going running with like my brother, that would suck because he, he's an ultra marathoner. Yeah. No, right? thanks. And so that would not be fun for me to run. But at the same time, like if I was to go lifting with him, he probably wouldn't go enjoy that because I could outlift him pretty easily. But that's the thing. Like right. I don't like that. I don't lift like heavy weights. Like I'm, I'll probably do, um, I don't know. What am I going to do later? Let's see. Probably do like back and abs and it'll all be like maybe at most like 20, 25 pounds. Like I don't yeah. lift huge. I just, you know, just get out and just do a little bit. And yeah. I don't know. That's the thing. Like those guys are like, oh, freaking benched 40 million. Like I don't even care, bro. Yeah. It, it, all it impresses is other dudes. Yeah. I mean, because you, you tell a woman that you lifted like a whole lot of weight and she's like, okay, that's it doesn't make a difference. But you tell a dude that, and he's like, all right. And you're like, oh. It's like a cool car. You know, cars don't really impress other women. They impress men. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't. Anyway, so it's just not motivating to me. Um, So so you said you were loosening up on your keto diet. Did you try that keto beef jerky I got you? uh, You know, so (laughs) it's sitting here, actually. I just just, uh, remembered it's here, and I have not yet uh, tried it. No, to be honest with you. (laughs) 
I need to. I need to take yeah. it to my my yeah. sisters and have it with my brother in law. He'll enjoy it as well. And yeah, because yeah, you guys are always doing like the the hot food challenge stuff, so he he probably would enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. No, it'll be good. I'll just have to remember to take it next time I go over there. And actually, I haven't. You know, I went over there last night, but it's been. Well, I guess I've seen them quite a bit. In fact, I just saw them weirdly in Big Bear uh, on Friday. Like that would randomly? be New Year's Day. No, so uh, on New Year's Day we took the Forerunner, met up with some people in Pioneer Town. There were four of us total, or four vehicles total, uh, up in Pioneer Town, which is an actual. Um, oh, what do you call town? that? Yeah, well, it's a town, but it's an actual like movie set, like a West Wild West movie oh, okay. set. Um, it's out kind of by sort of towards Joshua Tree, Twenty Nine Palms area, and from there we did an off road trail to Big Bear. Um, which was super oh, wow. cool. It's not a hard trail. It was really, really fun. Murphy one actually. Um, it was really, really fun, like pretty easy trail. Um, but as you got higher, obviously there was snow. So it wasn't like a, anything complicated. It was just really, really fun, really pretty views. Um, did that. And then when we got to big bear, we, uh, got my brother-in-law and my sister and some other folks were there. They had rented a, a house. So we just uh, stopped by for like I don't know, 30 minutes or so and said hello. Nice, nice. Long enough so to what, air the tires back up. So how was your Christmas? Did you just meet up with your, your family and do that kind of thing? We did my family in the morning and hers in the afternoon or evening, I guess. Um, you know, it was Christmas. Yeah. What was the, what, did you get anything cool? Did, did your niece and nephew get you like, you know, the uh, Uncle Ryan gift pack or anything? Or No, we don't get. I, I got some socks, uh, which are cool. We don't really do gifts for like the adults. There's what we're supposed to not do, but then everybody gets something. Um, I got, I so I did get two things that I really am happy about. I got a bottle of, um, wine and I got a dry age, like 28 ounce ribeye. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So I need to figure out what I'm going to do with that. Is it? Was it like served like in a foam crate, like in a dry ice kind of thing, or was it's it? It's just- from Flannerties or Flanner Fanneries or Flanneries or whatever. So it's one of those, yeah, like you order it away. Um, I don't know, my yeah, stepdad yeah. got them. That's rad. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, what else did I get? I think that's about it. My uh, yeah, for Christmas this year we kind of tried to do the same same thing. It was just kind of keep it low key, but it was also because Grayson really didn't want much, and so you know, from a gift giving perspective, it was pretty low key. Cause it was just the three of us. We didn't go anywhere. Nobody came over. So we just did our gifts exchange and like, you know, my wife and I, we, we were upgrading phones. Mm-hmm. And so both of the phones came in. Uh, my phone arrived, I think on the 23rd. So I wrapped them both up and put them under the tree for, for my wife and I, but so we got iPhone 12s, which wasn't really a surprise, but it was still something to unwrap. Did you get a regular 12, a pro? What'd you go with? Uh, I got the pro and then she got the, the pro max. Oh, nice. That's what I have. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Cause she's, she's had the, her previous phone was the eight, uh, the eight plus. So yeah. she's used to having the, the bigger device. And so now she's got the much bigger screen on it on a similar size, uh, footprint. So she's been enjoying that. And it's interesting. Cause like, this is the first time we're getting new phones. I I've never, when I got, when we got the iPhone eight and the iPhone 10, yeah. The the update process for me at least still involved using iTunes. No, the new process is rad. We just scan, put the phones next to each other and scan some things yes, and like that, boop, 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 and it's that done. Blew my mind. Yeah, yeah it's you, pretty freaking epic. Turn on the new phone. It tells you to put it next to your old phone, 
and then it yeah a little digital thing pulls up you take a picture of it with the new phone and then all of a sudden you keep the phone side by side and it syncs everything in about like 20 minutes so all my photos all my music all my emails all the contacts everything got ported over and it was just blew my mind how easy that was yeah it's really cool which was which i kind of wish i had known because i spent like the night before backing up the phones to itunes expecting that to be the uh expecting that to be the required step well i did the the, i did the same thing last time um it was i I guess yeah before i knew about that so i guess a couple phones ago now but i did the same thing backed everything up and it was like just put them together and magic yeah and the magic happens. Yeah. yeah. The, the coolest thing I got, though, was a total inside joke with my wife and son. But I got what we're calling the Christmas flute. And, oh, um, I saw the pictures, yeah. When, when I was packing, we, we shipped some gifts of friends out of state and stuff. And I was using um, masking paper, like, you know, when you're painting walls or painting houses. Sure. Um, I was using masking paper as packing materials, just crumpling it up. So it's brown paper, and it's a, maybe 12 inches uh, high in a roll. And I'd come to the end of the roll using uh, as packing material. So the center of the roll is a cardboard tube, much like you would have with gift wrap. Right. But this one's a pretty rigid cardboard tube. So we were listening to, to Christmas music in the house when I was rapping. So I picked it up and I played it like a Christmas flute really badly to the Christmas music I was playing. And, you know, my, my son's all annoyed with it, you know, because it's a total dad joke thing. But right. my wife and I are just cackling. And so, so then you got a co- real flute. Right, right. Playing it like it's a real flute. Yeah. And I'm playing it more like it's a kazoo. But anyways, so I do this a couple of times in the following days and weeks before Christmas. And then like a week or so before Christmas, it disappears. But I figured, you know, it got tossed because it's just a card. It's a brown cardboard tube. Yeah. Well, Christmas morning, one of the last things I unwrap, I get a bag and I open it up and it's my Christmas flute, but it's been gilded in gold. <laughs> my like wife bedazzled? And yeah, my life and son, they wrapped it with like gold foil. They glued like they actually made a flute mouthpiece and buttons and they bedazzled it and they actually made it look like a a Christmas flute. That's pretty funny. So we uh, we packed up all the, the Christmas decor like so Christmas was Christmas Day was Friday, Saturday. All the Christmas decor was was down and packed away. We were kind of ready to move on but yeah. that christmas flute got packed away with the uh with the decor so that flute tradition will live on for future christmases and that was surprisingly for me like not surprisingly but that for me was definitely the the, the funniest and best christmas present because it was the most unexpected yeah like the you know getting a hat getting a t-shirt getting socks you know those kind of things you, you kind of expect but this to get a bedazzled and bejeweled cardboard tube was just kind of for me, hilarious. Yeah, that is really funny. The, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I, you know, I watched all the kids, like my nieces and nephews got so many toys and stuff, man. So we didn't do, I didn't do that for them this year. I just gave them all cards and inside the card was like, basically it's like an admission ticket. So I'm taking two of them to Legoland, one of them to like, the zoo or the aquarium. And then the other little dude, I got to figure out where we're going to go. But I figured I'd just take them and do stuff when, when we're able to do that again, rather than just buy them more stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this year Grayson ended up with a lot of gift cards from family members as well. Yeah, and so he's not quite sure what he's going to do with it because we were like, "Well, do you want the new Xbox?" Because you know that's a thing, and he's like, "No." 
So I think he's just kind of holding on to it, and he's just trying to try to figure out what it is that he wants. What are the, what are the gift cards for? Like Amazon? Uh, some were Amazon. Some was cash. Some was Target. But I mean, between like you know his grandparents and 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 both sides of the family, and everything he ended up with like 300, 350 bucks worth of like gift cards. Damn. I mean, that's a pretty big haul for a ten year old. Yeah, I, that's the thing, dude. This is out of control. Yeah, but I mean, he probably would have got if it if it wasn't gift cards, he would have gotten that in Just presents, stuff. I guess. Yeah, you know. Right, right. So I mean, at least in this way, he can get exactly what it is that he that he wants. Right. But he just simply doesn't really have much that he wants. Yeah. So, well, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is a good thing. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I was trying to think about kind of what's the best present I've ever gotten for Christmas. And I gotta be honest with you, man. I I don't know. Other than like talking about Star Wars toys and Castle Grayskull when I was a kid, but other than that, yeah, yeah. Like I when don't you know. were like eight years old or something, when you were like you unwrapped the present on the tree and your your head just exploded because you got the original NES or something. You don't yeah, have I anything mean, on that. The NES was a birthday present, I think. I'm I trying know. to remember. I think it was. It was. It must have been a birthday present. Maybe. Maybe it's Christmas. Was it Christmas? I remember. Yeah, it could have been. I mean, for a lot of people it was. But. Yeah, I don't remember. But what I do remember is I accidentally found it in the back of my mom's trunk because I was getting something. She asked me to get <laughs> groceries or something. And so I had to pretend like I didn't know. Oh, man, I felt so bad. Oh, that's so hard. Yeah. I remember one year there was a small box like under the tree. And so like, my parents would wrap presents up. And some of them would end up under the tree beforehand. And then, and then, of course, Christmas morning, there'd be a bunch more. But this was one of the gifts that was under the tree in the days leading up to Christmas. And I was eight or nine. And I was convinced, absolutely convinced, that this was a Game Boy, the original Game Boy. Oh, man, I loved my Game Boy. I actually had two because my parents were divorced. What? What? <laughs> and so... I don't know why I was convinced this is a Game Boy because based, I guess, maybe on the size and the weight, mm-hmm. but I had no idea what the Game Boy packaging ever looked like. So I have no idea if I was right. But anyways, I'm just thrilled as all hell that I, I got a Game Boy for Christmas, even though I have no idea what it is. Yeah. In the, in the days leading up to it, Christmas morning happens. You know, I, I go for it and uh, I think my parents make me wait to open it. So I, it's not one of the first things I open. But anyways, I finally get to the box that I'm, got my mind made up that this is absolutely a Game Boy. And I tear it open, and it's a five-pack of Encyclopedia Brown books in a cardboard sleeve. Spoiler alert, not the same thing. Not the same thing. Not even remotely close. But the reason why I thought it was because it had the weight, and when you shook it, nothing rattled, so I knew it wasn't like Legos, and so I figured it was you know a styrofoam-packed thing. But yeah... I don't know if I was able to hide my disappointment on my face oh when my I God, opened it. Cause I'm sure my parents were like, you know, he's all excited to get into this. And then I just go, Oh, I mean, and I loved encyclopedia Brown. I loved those books, but I was just, I swore it was going to be a game boy. I do not believe I've ever read an encyclopedia Brown book. I, I used to read those nonstop as a kid because they were like real quick. I mean, each chapter was a story and then you try to guess at the end of the chapter how encyclopedia was able to solve the the mystery or the case. But, um, maybe I did. 
I just, I, it's not ringing a bell. Yeah. But I'm trying to think in terms of my best Christmas present. I mean, the Christmas flute's pretty high up there. Um, but as, as a kid, I, I think, I think it would, it would have had even like video game related. I, I want to say we got the NES as a Christmas present, but I also want to say we got like Sega Genesis a couple years later and, and Super Nintendo, like, all those things came as Christmas presents, like over the years. Right. So those those were pretty good, um, but yeah, I, I don't really remember like that that one big present that just blew my mind all these years later. I mean, bikes. I got bikes. I liked bikes. I got a at a GT Performer at a oh, Interceptor. I do um, remember the year we got rollerblades for Christmas, and that was like the oh, you like that? that? Was the, the parent that, well, said that, that was a Honda, I think. Yeah, that was the Christmas after the the whole rollerblade explosion happened in the neighborhood. Okay, and I did get rollerblades for Christmas one year. That I do remember, and I put them on and immediately went out, and I don't think I came back for like a month. Oh, yeah? Oh, Are yeah. I, rollerblading everywhere? Everywhere. I was an extreme awesome. skater, bro. I remember just getting thrilled to having rollerblades because at the time i didn't have them and so when the kids were all play roller hockey i was the default goalie oh that's I was about skates right and then now that i had blades i could play with the kids playing hockey except i sucked into the skater so i was still goalie but at least i had rollerblades. yeah but you're a goalie on wheels now you're more <laughs> much more agile and mobile or maybe yeah. i don't know yeah i um we played dude we would play street hockey for like all day, we would skate down to Huntington Beach. We skated all over the place. I used to live on those things, and yeah. I ended up getting a pair of uh, oh man, Lightning TRS rollerblades. Remember oh, those? Yeah. Those were like the extreme. Oh, those were yeah. sick. Because I got I didn't have good ones at first, and then yeah. I was like, no, I need better. I gotta be awesome. We used to make we made our own grind plates. Like we were oh man, we were into it. I remember being insistent that they had to be rollerblades. They could not be Blade Runners. No, 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 because no, 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 no. that was the entry level line for rollerblade, and it had to be like legit rollerblade, not like the knockoff. Yeah, no, I had I had a pretty sweet uh, sweet pair, and I absolutely loved them. And we, dude, I think I probably wore the boots out eventually. I know I wore the toes and stuff out just from skating constantly, and like you know, oh, you yeah. like drag your toe when you landed. And, and the weird thing is, is like rollerblading was such a huge thing in the '90s, and then it's seemingly kind of fizzled away. Like I have some buddies that are still rollerbladers like in the uh atlanta area and they still do a lot of that but around here i've seen a couple of rollerbladers more recently but for the longest time you didn't see anybody on them like no it the seems qu- almost like it had died off quads are coming back like that's the hot thing now my little niece just got a pair of like quad skates and then my sister wants a pair for some weird reason like apparently that's the hip thing now yeah, it's everything. I guess maybe it's just the the cyclical nature of things, and maybe in a couple of years, rollerblades will come back because the quad skates have yeah, kind of come and gone. They they have. It's actually kind of cool though. They have this. I don't know what the company is, and if anybody's interested, just Google it. But there's a company you can buy quads from. They're basically like custom ones that you can have any shoe. I guess. Yes, my buddy got a pair. Yeah, like you can get slip on Vans, which seems horribly unsafe. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I never saw the appeal in quad skates because at least for me, the rollerblading, okay, the 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 boot is much more stiff, so it can hold your ankle in place. But then right. also you, you could see the 
I guess the the relationship to ice skating. So there was kind of like a reason for it, but the quad skate thing always seems just kind of vintage to me, and I, I never really got into it. Yeah, I mean, I think you know when you were a kid and you went to the skate rink and you didn't have any, you didn't know any better. You had quads. Like for the first two times you went, and you're like, oh, I can get rollerblades or bring my own. Okay. Well, the uh, the first time I went to a roller skating rink, I was actually on a business trip, and they only had rollerblades. So I mean, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever really wait. The roller rink only had rollerblades. The, the one I went to is somewhere in the Midwest. Yeah, maybe. It, it could have been just maybe the rental skates. They only uh-huh. had roller blades. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, when I when I went to a roller rink for the first time, and I can't even remember where. I want to say maybe it was Ohio or something. They had roller blades, and it was. And the only reason we went was because it was in the same parking lot as the hotel we were staying at. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna try that out. Huh. That's strange. Yeah. I uh, dude, I just looked. I just looked up pictures. Adventures. The old school, like 90, you know, early 90s Lightning TRS, black with the blue buckles, like that. Those are the ones I had. Those are sick. Yeah. And then I think are I ended up for getting like 350 bucks on eBay. I don't know. I can't remember if I ended up getting the crazy purple and green ones or not once I wore these ones out. Everybody I remember on the neighborhood had basically it was the black Lightnings with the lime green wheels and like the lime green like boot trim. Yeah. Those were like the, I think the entry level lightning, so to speak. These are the TRS. These were the sweet, like extreme ones. The premium ones. Oh yeah. Built, like I said, dude, we had like the straps that would go. Do you remember those? Like the strap that go oh, over yeah. the top of your foot to like yeah, make it tighter. Strap. And then you yeah. had like, do we, we literally made our own grind plates. We would skate all over the place. And then they would sell like even like Velcro straps that would go around like the sole, like the insole. That's the part I'm talking about. That's part. the strap I'm talking about. Yeah. We, we oh, had okay, those. Yeah. I still actually, oh, dude, I might still have my old boneless knee pads in my toolbox, which is, if I do, guaranteed to be one of the most disgusting things you'll ever smell. Still. Oh, yeah. my, my wife worked at an ice skating rink, and she said the worst smell ever is just hockey gear. Yeah, I haven't opened my hockey skate. bag in like a year, and I am really don't want to. Yeah, yeah, that I would agree with. That's just, you better just pour bleach on it and move on. Yeah, I... Dude, my, oh, God, there's a lot of unwashed stuff in there. Oh, holy shit, that's nasty. It's super nasty, actually. <laughs> um, oh, jeez. Yeah, I should probably just get a new girdle. So, while everybody else is trying to figure out what the hell they're doing between Christmas and New Year's, you were working on your truck. Yeah, I was. So, on, um, uh, what day would that have been? Not Christmas, the day after I, Christmas, the day after that? I can't tell, because it's just that, it's that in-between time where nothing really matters. Well, well, yeah, but I also, like, I was supposed to work. I ended up just taking the, so I took Monday off, and then I ended up taking the, like, last minute, called my boss, and was like, hey, I think I'm just going to take the whole week off. So I've had the whole week, which has been great. Um, well, good and bad, I guess. There's been a lot of not enough to do in some ways. At any rate, uh, so on... Monday, Sunday, Sunday, uh, my buddy Drew came up from San Diego and helped me. So finally, dude, this roof rack's been sitting. I've got an up top roof rack that's been sitting in my garage for, I don't know, five months, four months, three, I don't know, whatever. It's been forever. So we finally got that installed. I got all the rock lights are installed. The chase lights are installed. Baja Designs um, 40-inch front light bar installed. 
I got the Switch Pro's controller installed, so everything's finally installed and running. And the reason that I asked him to help me is because, because you had generously offered, he has actually installed one of the Switch Pro units before, so he knew exactly how to wire everything. That's um, cool. Yeah, so it was it was a thing where he's just like, oh yeah, no problem, and he already knew because he has it on his truck. So he's like, thank God. Oh, so, okay. Got all that done. We had to. Um, I ended up having to go. So we got most of it done on Sunday. On Tuesday, I went to San Diego to his place and had the rest of it. We finished the rest. Had to build a wiring harness. Um, but everything works. I mean, I've haven't got to use the light bar at night other than just hey, check this out in the neighborhood. Um, but it's been it's damn the thing's friggin' bright. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I because mean, I know you talking about it for the longest time and I, and. I was surprised to see how much work went into just assembling the roof rack. Oh yeah. All you have to build the whole thing. Pieces and it's just like, it basically comes flat packs. So you've got to build the entire thing. And then like the, so the rock lights they're built, there's basically like a rock light. Essentially it's just a, an led light that kind of aims towards the side of the truck. So you can either a see rocks or, you know, in this case I, I'll use them for like camp when I'm in camp and it's dark. Yeah. Uh, so but the, the way those are, there's, there were knockouts, so you, we had to cut the aluminum, well, Drew did it, but we had to cut the aluminum knockouts out, file them a little bit, and then you have, there's this 3D printed holder that they provided that goes okay. in that knockout hole, so it's angled correctly, and then you actually have to drill all the holes and assemble all that stuff too. So it was, a, it was not as, uh, I guess, straightforward as I would have thought in that, you know, obviously it took a day and a half essentially to get it all finished, but now it's there. It doesn't leak, which is super awesome. Cause the next day we had that crazy storm, um, on, how does it, how does the roof rack mount? Does it use the, like, did you take the factory roof rack off and it uses the same mounts? Yeah. So this is a full length rack. It's actually pretty clever the way it mounts it. Um, it uses, yeah, the stock roof rack comes off. It uses those original holes, but when you pull right. the old roof rack, like there's no gasket. So you just silicone the shit out of everything. Um, and then, from there, um, the front, it basically cantilevers and then the right. front of the rack actually uses these, um, pads that sit in the drip rail. So you don't have to drill holes in the front. That's cool. Yeah. It's that's super cool. cool. I stood on it. I mean, I went up yeah, and stood yeah, on the that's, thing. And... That's the picture that you posted the 40 pound weight loss. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was me standing on my roof, which is so your, your roof rack will hold 190 pounds. 193, 94. Yeah. Yeah. I what mean, who's splitting hairs? Rated to hold like 300, 400? No, I think I don't know. It's uh, I think static yeah. is like three something, and then dynamic is probably pretty low, like a hundred. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense because I mean the center of gravity and stuff. Yeah, what and do I don't get- have like a real, really. I don't, you know, I don't have plans to put a whole ton of stuff up there. I don't know if I'm even gonna get a rooftop tent. I haven't decided. That's what I was gonna ask. I was gonna say, like, what do you? You got the rack. I mean, other than holding lights, what are you gonna do with it? Well, it's you know, if I can throw like recovery gear up there, right? Instead of having it in the cab, or you know, yeah. just carry some yeah. stuff. Like my max tracks are mounted up there, which I'll take those off because I don't want to drive around like a super douche. But. um <laughs> You know, just kind of have some of that stuff so it's not actually in the in the vehicle. And then I want, I'm still going to build a – eventually what I want to do is build a two-part platform so that the back has a little bit of extra storage underneath it. And then it'll the, – the second part of that basically will be – I haven't decided exactly how it'll work, but it'll go and level the rest of the – you know, sit above the seats so that I have a level sleeping pad. And right. So I'll just – I'd rather sleep in it. Like it doesn't bother me to – easier to pee at night then you don't have to fall down a ladder yeah yeah that's true that's true yeah so the rooftop tents like nice ones are thousands of dollars 
Oh, for sure. For sure. So now that you've got the truck build more or less done, and you well, took it out kind of on a... it's done it. Well, with, you're done in terms of all the parts that you've ordered for it are now on it. Uh, no, there's actually a rear diff breather kit I still need to install. I'll get around oh. to that. All it does is just reloads the... It just relocates the... Uh, the breather for the rear differential higher so that water doesn't get in it. Oh, okay. It's not really that big of a deal. It just needs to be done. So was, how was, was your drive, I guess, up to big bear that much better that you had all this stuff on it? Like, did it feel any different? I guess. No, no, there was no, I mean, I knew you said it was a pretty easy drive, but I mean, I would be looking at like squeaks, rattles, making sure everything was like not, you know, rattling or loose no, the or thing's like super that. solid. I mean, it's got a little, you know, I think just by the very nature of it, it's got a small amount of extra wind noise and, you know, especially higher well, speed on yeah. the highway, but it did, it definitely, it was windy and it was, you know, we were doing like 80 on the way out there. And so my gas mileage was horrible, but I kind of knew, you know, that was going to happen. But your gas mileage to begin with wasn't all that great. Don't those things get like teens? Well, if you drive like a normal person, I've had it, I've had 21 out of it. <laughs> but if you but drive like, like I do, like 17 on the highway is not awful. Oh, man. But I mean, it's a giant box. Well, yeah, yeah, it is. It's an aerodynamic brick. Yeah, it's not, you know, if anybody that buys a 4Runner and expects anything different, you have been reading the wrong articles. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. But I mean, it was, you know, it was it was cool. It was fun. It was a really fun trip. Um, I'm glad that, you know, that project's done. So now I've got to make plans for whatever's next and start saving some, some money. But I'm also trying to save to travel um, this year. Hopefully we get let out of jail. And uh, that's fingers crossed that happens. Yeah. And I, I've got to actually, I need to do that this week maybe, or next week, but I need to get my passport renewed finally. Um, and then we did, we did Grayson's passport. We got his renewed lot last, I guess it was in March. Oh, right before his birthday came around because it was getting ready to expire. Yeah. The good thing about like, I I was in a panic and then I finally read the state department website. You have five years to renew it without any penalty. And they, they actually said on the state department website, like, don't bother. We're not doing like, it's just, we don't have enough people right now. Yeah. Even so like, I'm, you know, I I just want to get this handled um, and have it done because my plan, I mean, the plan is to go to Iceland as soon as we're able to do so hopefully this summer. Oh, right. So yeah, I mean, that's the plan. At, we'll see what happens. So looking back at 2020, what was your best trip or adventure that you were able to take? You know, it's that's a hard question because I don't know. I was trying to think about all that stuff. I would say probably... Your bowling alley steak? Was it, well, I don't think it's the bowling alley steak, but I was going to say probably Bishop and going up to the bristlecone pine, the bristlecone pines and like that, seeing those, you know, the supposedly the oldest trees in the world was pretty freaking epic. Um, that was really fun. And, and for a lot of other reasons that, you know, we'll get into here, but it was a definitely an epic and memorable trip and hopefully one of, of many more. Um, you know, I've done a few small trips this, this year. Um, but yeah, I think that would probably be the, the best one. Yeah, because, I mean, for for me, it was just like the only travel I was able to do happened to be on a business trip in, in January when I went to Japan. Right. So at the end of January, beginning of February. So that far and away had to have been the best trip slash adventure because I had the I had 10 days in Japan, which meant I had the weekend free. Yeah. So I went to Kyoto for the weekend. So that's where I got to play with the sea otters 
and I got to go hang out with some monkeys and go to a bunch of different shrines and, and yeah, Kyoto's Kyoto's pretty rad. It's one of my probably my favorite cities in the world, I would say. So that was most definitely an awesome adventure. I, I wish it wasn't so early in the year. Yeah. Because it made the rest of the year feel like such a dry spell in comparison. Yeah, but that's I mean at least you got to do it, right? And it didn't come later and then get canceled. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to, I'm, I'm going to find a time in the next, I'm going to look here soon and book a, a weekend uh, spot in Death Valley and go out there. I love Death Valley, especially in like March time. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because yeah. I was going to say, the, the only other trip that we took like post-COVID was really just a week to Palm Springs. And that wasn't really as much of a trip as it was just working from someone else's home. But it was a, a nice change of scenery yeah to, to break up the monotony but it, i i don't know if i would really consider it much of an adventure just because of the fact that it's yeah i mean we you know it was in big bear for an overnight trip a different trip obviously i was in there we, yeah, yeah. we went up for an overnight trip we did you know we've been to oceanside i was in death valley earlier this year um a lot of random little kind of off-road trips did some off-roading trip with dave and sarah i think that yeah. was this year oh uh, yeah it was this year because i got the truck in at the beginning of this year so um, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of little things, but I think just from a pure, wow, I really enjoyed that particular adventure. I would say probably the, the Bishop trip was, was the, was one of the best trips of the year so far. Yes. Well, so what of was, last year, what I should was, say. Yeah, 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 exactly. So what was the, uh, the best thing you ate in 2020? Cause I mean, you, you had a chance to say goodbye to the Mexican pizza, but uh, although it was gone before you. No, that was, don't bring that up. Why are you going to bring that up, man? I'm still super bitter <laughs> about that. The f- that was such BS, man. More than a week before and it's already gone. Don't give a date if you're going to screw it up. And you had so much anticipation for it, too, oh. and it was just gone. And it's so funny because one of my friends told me, he's like, dude, don't wait. Just go get it over go. with. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, I'm going to wait till it's closer to time. What an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think for me, food-wise, I'm trying to think like the best meal. I, I can't say that like – I have really appreciated the uh, those essential workers that are keeping the restaurants going as much as they can and trying to do what they can with curbside uh, pickup and ordering yeah. and all that stuff. Um, so I've had some phenomenal barbecue um, during the, the pandemic, picking it up from my, my buddy's spot. And uh, so that, that's been pretty good. But I'm trying to think of something that like – completely caught me by surprise or some sort of new discovery but i honestly man i can't think of like what's the best food i ate this year i don't know but i i will say i made a i smoked a tri-tip and it's probably the best tri-tip i've ever made so can i just pick that which is kind of selfish but whatever oh, yeah, with your with your new little smoker thing yeah yeah your so, Traeger or whatever? no it's a rec no it's a rec tech yeah that's right, that's right. uh i so i'm just gonna go with that because i is honestly rec, could... is rec tech and traeger like chevy versus ford is it that kind of d- thing oh i don't know do people really get that into smokers i have no idea maybe not me they, they get that into trucks i guess i mean it's yeah i don't know i'd rather I'm push that, my ford scene, than drive though. a chevy yeah that's my nice. motto <laughs> but i drive a toy so, so who knows yeah i'm not really looking forward to going back to work i dude i'm not either i I shouldn't have. I mean, while I needed it's it, it's the weirdest thing because I mean, it's I didn't go anywhere. I'm still home the whole time. I, I'm working from home, so it's really not much of a dramatic change to actually having to go back to work because I'm just going to be working from my dining room. 
But well, having right. two weeks without having to check email or worry about any of it has been pretty nice. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've had the week, and um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to. I mean, I am looking forward to it. It's just going to be a mental struggle tomorrow. I've got a presentation first thing in the morning, which is always a fun way to start Monday. But that that's okay. I think the the Thank thing you, Monday after a holiday break that's kind of poopy. Yeah, it's all right. The first, you know, the, it's just that thing where, like, I needed the week mentally, like, physically, yeah. just, you know, emotionally. So it was good to to have the week and get some stuff done and, and accomplish a few things. But now it's like, shit, you got to shift gear back into to go mode. And especially given, you know, with a lot of things happening at, at my my place. And it's just, man, lots to do. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm looking like, forward usually, to it. But at the same time. Usually for me, like, the the return to work in January was always kind of a slow pace because I wouldn't go immediately back to work. I'd go to the consumer electronics show in Las Vegas and that would typically be like the first week back, but it wasn't in the office. It was in Vegas. But, uh, of course this year, the consumer electronics show is going to be a virtual event. How's that even going to work? I don't know. I I signed up for it just to sign up, but I have no idea because for me, yeah, there's there's certain companies and booths that I want to check out, but so much of it is just discovery. You just walk down the aisle and happen to stumble across. Yeah, it's the same like, the same thing with crap. going to SEMA. I mean, there's no right. How do you do that virtually? I don't. I couldn't look at a list of things and know. Oh, I want to see these other than the names you already know. But but who cares? Right. And what is it? Is it just a bunch of like YouTube videos that you're watching, or right. is this some sort of like? at three o'clock join this webinar. Well, somebody from this company will talk about something and you're like, mm, no. Yeah. I don't but, know. That sounds, it sounds terrible. So, but at least for me, CES was always kind of like a, a soft return to work. It was like a right. baby step. Right. That step is gone this year. Cause I don't think CES starts until like something like the, the 14th or something like it's, it's a later date in January, even though it's virtual. Yeah. But, um, the fact that it's just, I'm now actually going, well, not going anywhere, but I'm resuming normal work responsibilities right. Monday morning immediately will, uh, will be a little bit of a, a shock, I guess, but yeah, I'm but sure I mean, it'll, it, it'll be all right. It, you'll be fine. Everything's going to be yeah. fine. Everybody's fine. This whole thing is fine. fine. Speaking of fine. Uh, so you, last time we were talking, you had got a new watch and you were talking about doing mods on your Seiko and we were talking about with Johnny and just kind of curious as yeah. to, did you order anything or are you just yes, sort of, yes, yes. okay. So there's, there's a whole bunch, depending on what watch you get, like Seiko has a pretty large, um, mod community and there's certain watches that are more popular than others. So there's the, and they, and of course it's like BMWs and you go, Oh, you know, the E30, the E28, the E50, blah, blah, blah. They, you know, people are using shorthand, but in the in the Seiko, there's the SKX um, platform. Yep. And it's an older platform that's been replaced by um, the the Seiko Five automatic. So they called this combined thing the SK Five, which is really boring minutia if you don't care. But anyways, <laughs> there's a crap ton of parts available on a bunch of sites that support it. So one of them is uh, DLWWatches.com. That's funny because yeah. that's the one. That's probably the only one I actually know of. Yeah, there's there's uh, Namoki, there's uh, Crystal Times, there's like about fifteen or so different websites, and some of them will carry parts for all of like 
will carry parts for multiple parts of the watch. Yeah. Some specialize in just a couple of pieces. Um, and so I found a guy that's, he's actually based, I want to say like in the Costa Mesa, Costa Mesa area. Oh, area. And I found him on Instagram. And so he's going to do the mods for me. And it's not that I don't think I'm capable of doing it. It's just that it requires some tools right. that while I would be willing to purchase, I wouldn't, because this would be my first watch I'm modding, I probably wouldn't go out and buy the really nice tools, which would then probably complicate the process. So for me, it's just quick and easier to just pick out the parts I want, take everything to this guy and have him build it for me. But anyways, I, uh, I ordered a new bezel. Uh-huh. I ordered a new bezel insert, a new crystal, a new chapter ring, and a new strap. Which, uh, so which uh, chapter ring did you order? So the chapter ring is actually the inside of the watch. It goes around the watch hands. It's it's kind of that vertical wall that's inside yep. the crystal. Yep. So I I wanted some blue. So my, my watch currently is all blacked out. It's like black on black on black. So I, I wanted some blue in there. So I, I got a a, um, a brushed blue stainless uh, chapter ring. And then I also got the um, a blue... <clears throat> Uh, bezel insert. Oh, okay. So uh, those parts were shipped from Singapore uh, on Thursday, and they <clears throat> and they show up at my house this Wednesday. That's pretty cool. There's, I you know, I I at one point thought, oh yeah, I'm gonna get an old like SKX double yeah, seven yeah. or whatever, and like do some stuff to it, and then realized I just I don't care enough. Yeah. So the uh, the 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 insert is the yacht master so it looks a lot like the the rolex yacht master bezel so it's uh got raised numbers on it it's got a a, a brushed and polished surface so anyways but that's on the made, that's on the crystal or on the the watch face that's on the bezel so that goes around the crystal so the oh, part that oh, rotates yeah 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 yeah. no yeah, i know what you so mean i'm I, sorry i miss i miss i misheard you did you get a different uh, dial for it or no no, I, I'm keeping the, the stock dial. Oh, okay. I, I, I like the black dial. I like the hands. I just wanted a little bit of color, but I kind of wanted it low key. So a dark blue on blue is, or a dark blue on black, I'm hoping is going to give me that subtle contrast. Yeah. So we'll see how it all comes together. And you, you, um, what uh, style hands did you get? You said I left, I, I kept the stock hands. Oh, okay. Cause you could have got, got tridents or like lightning. Yes. I, well, I like the, the lightning secondhand because I, I really like the uh, the Rolex Milgauss, which has that lightning secondhand. Uh-huh. But one of the challenges is with the hands is if they have loom on them, and the loom is what makes the, the hands glow in the dark when you're in the dark, yep. the, the watch face itself has loom. And so trying to match the two different colors can be a challenge. Well, that's why you end up doing uh, both. Yeah, or you get watch hands that don't have loom and then you can't see the hands in the dark or whatever. Yeah. But so I, I was emailing the, uh, the guy that that's going to be doing the, uh, my watch mods for me. And I was like, here's what I'm looking at. Here's what I'm thinking about doing. What would you recommend? And I gave him like a shopping list of, of what I thought made most sense. And he was like, Oh yeah, don't do that. Do this instead. And I'd recommend this better than that. And so because he does this all the time, I was like, "All right, I'll I'll trust your 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 experience." And right. so I, I I made my purchase based on his recommendations. And so I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to see what it looks like 
uh, when it shows up on my doorstep, what the pieces look like in person. So how did you find the guy to, to work on it? It's just a watch. So DLW Watches has a list of modifi- uh, a list of modifiers on his site. Uh, and so D- DLW Watches sounds like it's a big company, but when you complete the transaction, uh, like I use PayPal, and DL is literally like the guy's name. Oh, really? Like it's so I don't know how big of a, a company DLW Watches is. It could be some dude running it out of his house or whatever in in Singapore. But anyways, uh, the 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 guy I uh, reached out to uh, Nathan, he's with uh, 4:44 p.m. watches on Instagram. Um, he's gonna be the guy that's gonna be doing the work. And uh, he's another one of the ones that can't comes up when you Google. Yeah, yeah. So, I wonder why it's 4:44 so it, p.m. Yeah, when you when you do uh, Instagram, it's 4:44 p.m. underscore watches. Hmm. Yeah, I was just looking on Google, and he that site he's got a site that comes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's just uh, that's kind of where I'm at with the process. So the watch itself was, I think it retails for three fifty. You can find it on like Amazon for two fifteen or something like that. And so my my wife got it for me as a as a gift for my birthday, and then she didn't really get me much for Christmas, knowing that I was going to be buying these modification parts. Uh huh. And so the, the the modification parts for the for the new crystal, the bezel insert, the bezel, the chapter ring, and the the strap was a total of like a hundred ninety bucks. That's not terrible. It's not terrible. And then plus the the labor to put everything together. So we'll see how it all goes. But it, I was just kind of curious in this whole modification process. And I know some people get really into it and they buy all the tools and they'll modify their watch. And then a couple of months later they go, oh, you know what? I'm going to change this out and tinker with this and that. And the other thing I have enough watches where I don't think I'm going to be going down that path, but I thought it would be kind of cool to have something unique. And so this was kind of really an, an interesting project for me to see how it kind of goes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's cool. I think it's super interesting, but I, you know, like we talked about last night, I just got too many watches and I don't wear most of them. So it's the appeal was great probably five years ago now i'm just kind of over it yeah i i wear i mean i'm not wearing a watch today because i'm not really going anywhere but pretty much every day i, I do have a different watch on yeah but yeah it's, it's it's not for everyone but it is i guess a it's an interesting hobby that i was not really aware of until about a year or so ago i mean i'm where i have a, a watch on right now i just don't you know wear one yeah, uh, like yeah. i just well, know, no, don't no. rotate I mean, through them anymore watch collecting is a hobby i'm totally that I've known for for years, but the whole idea of modifying Seikos to to change their appearance and to make them look quite impressive. I mean, some of these are true works of art where the the dials are hand painted. Yeah, they have a lot of really cool stuff that they do on some of them. But then other ones are like, oh look, I made it look like a Rolex. Like why? Yeah, it's like then it's like just get yourself a Rolex. Yeah, yeah. well, we we know why. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, some of the stuff is is still pretty impressive and you're looking at that and you're like okay that looks pretty cool and like i i didn't want a fancy bracelet so i went with just a uh, a diver a, a rubber strap yeah yeah i just wanted something kind of rough and tumble easy to throw on because the nato strap that the watch comes with is pretty fiddly to put on and to take off it's kind of a pain in the ass so just having a, a regular rubber strap you know like it'd make it as easy as throwing on a g-shock yeah, I mean, I think we talked about at one point. I was looking at those, uh, you know, build your own watch kits, and I, yeah, I, th- yeah, yeah. I think it's cool. It's interesting. I just don't, 
I don't know. I think the appeal is not as great as it used to be for me. Well, and I think for me, it's like the, I guess the pride of saying I customize this watch is going to be the same whether or not I actually built it. Is it though? I feel like, you know, maybe you should say I had somebody customize it for me. Well, yeah, because then you can I'm just, say... I'm you just know. screwing with you, dude. I don't care. Yeah, but but when it comes to watches, I'm that way. But with my car, I'd rather do it myself. Right. You know? Right. Like with my home, I'd rather do it myself. But with this watch thing, I'm like, I'd rather pay somebody else to do it. Yeah, I mean, it just, makes sense to me that, you know, just to, especially if you don't have, like, to your point, the tools and watches are pretty fiddly as far as, you know, I guess if you, you put the hands on wrong, they're not going to work right. Like, there's a lot of little things yes. just to be aware of. So, you know, unless you're, unless you bought like a eBay $30 Seiko that you were willing to, you know, learn on. Sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. Then, yeah, I, I get it. I, I understand. There's some things that are better left to me. Speaking of things better left to mechanics. The BMW needs a 30,000 mile service. I will not be doing that. Well, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Right. It's, especially when there's like a warranty or anything. Like oh, that no, there's no, there's no warranty, that poor bike. Uh, no warranty. Oh, you're actually speaking of bikes, by the way, something did happen on. Uh, oh, you got rid of something. I did. When was that? So that would have been Saturday, I think. The guy came and looked at it this past. Because you put a it week up on ago. Crisis, right? you, Yeah, so I have a, I have a, well, had a Husqvarna FE501 Enduro bike, um, which was a great bike, really fun, put a whopping 800 miles on it in three years, and uh, just wasn't using it, so decided to put it up for sale, sold it within, I don't know, within a few days, uh, gone now. How long did it take before somebody low-balled you via Oh, like five minutes. Trade it for like... Nobody asked anything really stupid. Just some people were like, oh, you know, I'm coming with this amount of money. And I just said, then you're not coming. And uh, I had put it up for a fair price. And I knew what I actually wanted out of it. And a guy came. He's like, look, man, this is my cap. I was like, perfect job done. No real negotiation. You put put it up for maybe like, what, 10% above what you knew it would go for, allowing for haggle room kind of thing? A little more than that, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, just with Craigslist, it's fair. Because, I mean, there's been stuff I put on Craigslist. And I put it up intentionally cheap. Trying to avoid the hagglers, and right. it doesn't work because they. Oh still no, it's haggle. the worst, and they yeah, they're gonna do it probably more because they think oh yeah. you know what's whatever. But at any rate, um, no, it, it worked out really well. So he came and picked it up. He's actually a super cool, dude. He um, was he local? Yeah, yeah, it's not too far. He's uh, he's got a bunch of bikes. He's got a place out in like out in the desert somewhere. And he's like, yeah, man, anytime you want to come out, freaking ride, hang out, bring the truck out, like whatever you want to do. He's a really really nice Go guy. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a. Man, actually, your age, older, younger? No, he's an older, older than me. Um, There was another guy came and looked at it, and he was uh, an older guy, like older, older, probably in his mid to late sixties. And he, you know, kind of, I'm looking at this other bike, and he was looking at two totally different bikes. I was like, dude, you need to kind of make up your mind on these two because that doesn't even make sense. But the dude, the dude got a steal. I mean, he got a lot of extra stuff for the bike. There's a ton of like this pile of stuff as we just kept finding things and like, you know, here you need this and you need this. And he's like, I say, he's got a bunch of bikes, so it's not a big deal, but uh, yeah, it was cool. So I've got, that's, that's one less thing I, uh, I have to deal with, I guess. I mean, it's sad yeah. in a way, but you know, it's gone. But and, like you said, I mean, 800 miles in three years, it wasn't like you had a ton of seat time on it anyways. Well, I mean, on a, on that bike, that's kind of a lot. I, you know, cause you, you can't really ride you think, it. You think 800 miles is a lot? No, I mean for me on a on an enduro, hell yeah. yeah. I guess. You know what do you ride like sixty miles, seventy miles at a time? True. 
right? Yeah, and I guess depending on how many weekends you go out, yeah. Yeah, and sense. then trying to like even just riding from here to Saddleback, like to what is that? Warm Spring, Maple Springs, whatever that's called. Um, even that ride, like on the road, is not fun. No, yeah, so, that's definitely true. Yeah, so it's not you know, it just wasn't the bike for me, and that's okay. And you know, now I've got I've got the Ducati, I've got the BMW, and like I said, the BMW needs a service, so. And the Ducati's going to need a service in another 100 miles. Jesus. Where's the nearest BMW bike dealer? Is it the one in Long Beach? Irv Seaver over on um, Catella. The right room. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that one. Yeah, and they're super cool. They're really nice people. I mean, they're not... None of them are super cheap, is it, but... Is it like a BMW dealership, like a car dealership, where they give you a loaner? Uh, they will if you ask them for one, and they have one. I've gotten loaners from them in the past. I don't know if they'll do it for non-warranty work, though. Oh. So, if you... Or taking it in for a 30,000 mile service, is that like a drop it off and come back and get it later kind of thing? Or is it a wait on thing? Oh, I'm not going to sit there. I'll leave it there. If they want it for a week, they can have it for a week. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Freeze up room in the garage for you to clean up. Yeah, I do need to. The garage is a freaking disaster. I've got like half of my um, off-road gears in the middle. There's just, yeah, I need to clean up. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I'm working on it slowly yeah, but surely. You've had some successes. You got rid of your stock wheels and tires. You I did. The dirt bike. Yep. You're making some progress. Yeah, I'm making progress, but you know, there's still a lot of stuff out there and I gotta figure out what to do with it and all your Lego. All the Lego, yeah. And then I've got, you know, I I'm kind of running on borrowed time as we both know for uh where I am, so I've just gotta figure out, you know, what long term what this yeah, what you this stay there or move, yeah. Fair enough. Well, I mean I think there's there's no choice at a certain point, it's just when is the my hand going to be forced, and so I've got to be ready for that. Yeah, yeah. which is it's you know good. a whole other issue of storage units and motorcycles, and like I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll figure it out. But you do know what you need to do before you leave, right? You need to change all of those smart switch dip switch settings in your house. Oh God, to match somebody else's apartment. <laughs> yeah, that would be really funny, actually. Um, yeah, so. I, <laughs> God, dude, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I figure in the next, I'll probably have to start looking at some, you know, storage options here in the next, I don't know, couple weeks and yeah, yeah. start figuring stuff out because sooner and later, you know, we're going to be, I think it's going to be probably a little bit later than we think it's going to be, but, uh, you know, we're all going to have to go back to the real world, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, the actual back to the office, back to work kind of thing. Yeah, but before we get down this depressing, <laughs> depressing path, so to speak, um, season three of Cobra Kai came out over the holidays. I don't know if you came out New Year's Day. Okay, New Year. I don't know when it came out. All I know it, is I started it yesterday, and I only have two episodes left. There's eleven episodes, I think, in this season. Ten. Ten. Yep. Yeah, we watched the first three last night, and we kind of had to stop ourselves because we were trying to make it last. Sure. But I don't know if I'm going to watch another three tonight or wait a couple of days or what. But I, it's a it's a good guilty pleasure. Yeah, it's easy to watch. They're not very long, so it it goes no. pretty quick. Um, I watched a bunch last night while I was kind of doing some other stuff, and then watched uh, I think two today. Um, while I was you know doing a little circuit, a little circuit workout. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's I'm excited that it's back because it was one of those shows like when you when the second season ended, you're like, oh, cliffhanger, what's going on? You want to see how it starts off or how it picks up. And so that's pretty good. The other one I'm waiting for um, the next season of is uh, Ted Lasso. Yeah. When does that come out? I think 
February is what oh, I heard. I don't know. Awesome. But I don't know what's changed because of the whole pandemic and maybe nothing. So. Cause I know a lot of their record, they're recording, they're making still a lot of shows. So maybe that, that one, they figured out how to maybe they put them in a bubble. I don't know. But, um, yeah, that's going to be really good. Uh, stranger things doesn't come out for a while. Right. So that, that'll be something to look forward to later in the year. Um, did I, did we talk about the stranger things experience thing I went to? No. Cause that happened after we did the last episode. Oh, okay. So then let's real quick. So we, we went to, so there's this thing in LA, it's called the stranger things drive into experience. And it's one of those in your car experiential things, you know, where you go to a place and you do stuff and you drive through this little, you know, there's these areas, but what was really cool. The, so tickets were super hard to get. We were really lucky um, that I'm very lucky that somebody put a bunch of effort into getting a ticket for it. And we ended up having a time slot. So we ended up going, it was super fun. Um, They have like, they did a really good job with kind of the line. And as you're waiting, like when you're in queue to get into the actual experience, they have this, they have a lot of entertainment. You use your radio. So you're listening, you know, they have FM transmitters instead of some BS Wi-Fi janky thing. Um, which is really cool. And so there, you know, there's like all this, you're sort of at the star court mall and they're doing all these different things. And then you get to like your kind of group goes into the actual experience and it's a pretty, it's, there's like three or four different spots where you actually stop and a whole bunch of stuff goes on around you. It wasn't necessarily linear in order of the show, but it was rad. And there's like, you know, before you get into the experience, there's this whole thing that like, Hey, you know, they're, they'll confiscate your phones, like your, your cameras, make sure you put everything away. So they've done a really good job with not having any spoilers out there. Um, and not a lot of, you know, they, they encourage you to put your shit away basically. Um, so that was really, really cool. We had a really good time. I thought it was really well done. Um, now are both you guys equal stranger things fans? Cause I've never seen the show. I don't care enough to really get into it. So like if you weren't a fan, would any of it make sense? Um, I know it's blasphemy for me to even admit that I haven't seen an episode. No, 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 no. Well, and, and we've talked about that. I think you should watch it because it's very much like a, if you like stuff that's in the spirit of Goonies and things like that, it's a great show. Um, has a They did a really good job with the 80s throwback without making it feel cheesy. It feels like it's a period piece. Um, I Would it make sense? I don't know. Probably not. Because if you're not a fan of the show, are you just looking at like interesting lights and decor, I guess, at that point? Well, there's there's kind of a story, so you wouldn't really get oh, yeah, it. Yeah, you wouldn't right? get the story. Yeah. yeah, so it, it would, which is I guess fine. I mean, it it was it would be entertaining. Would you know what was happening? No. Yeah. But it was it was really cool. It's well done. I wonder if this will be a thing. If even in non-pandemic times, if they'll start to offer more of these kind of drive-through in-car experiences, like. Some of these, you know, Christmas light displays where you get to drive through were kind of cool. The the well, so this one was done in a parking garage, which was pretty rad. I thought that was really clever. Um, they actually extended it through March or something like that, so maybe it'll oh, wow. go for a while. Uh, the the one that I wanted to do Christmas lights was um, we might have talked about this was Magic Mountain where you could actually drive around right. the park, but the problem was it was just way too much money. Yeah, yeah, I think my my uh, my brother did that one because it's he lives pretty close to the to the magic mountain i think he has season tickets and so even in 2020 with the park being closed for most of the year uh they give you certain perks and i think he was able to get in at, at for free or some sort of discount oh, that's rate. cool yeah yeah i mean maybe if it was half the price that they had it advertised at or whatever you had to pay like that but you're saying it was per person or something like that it was something crazy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah it was it was crazy it would have been like 
80 bucks, I think, for us to go. And just, no, not drive all the way to Valencia for Christmas lights. I mean, it just didn't make sense. Yeah. Not that it wouldn't have been cool to see. It just didn't make well, much sense. Well, especially when it's like, okay, you drive, you know, an hour, hour and a half to get there. How long is that light experience? I think it was like an hour. Like, right. So you're paying 80 bucks for an hour of looking at lights. Right. Without leaving that same car, you just spent an hour and a half in to get there. Right. And then, you know, drive home another hour and a half. It's like, so you're in the car for four, four and a half hours. It doesn't sound like a ton of fun. Yeah, and then you get you know you get home late, and so yeah. I don't remember. I mean, the the yeah that that's really the biggest issue. <laughs> that's the issue. Time. Yeah, time. Nobody has enough of it anymore, which is weird because that's all we have. Yes, but I don't. Well, I think th- it's just a matter of prioritizing things. So. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. if you really wanted to make time for it, you probably would have. But like you said, like the, the cost for doing that was it. So it's all good. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, you know, we'll see what goes, what happens. I don't have any, like, I don't have anything really interesting planned. There's a couple things, like, um, a couple places I'd like to go. Like I said, I want to do, figure out a Death Valley, like, even if it's just an overnight, because it's easy enough to get there. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'd like we to have, do. We have started looking into, like, cheap flights. Because at this point, they're all fully refundable. Yeah. And so, like, you know, if things improve, could we go to Maui later this summer? Should we buy tickets now while everything's super cheap and hang on to them just in case? And if it still sucks, then we can cancel or what? Right. So we'll figure stuff out. Yeah, I, I've been meaning to look into that stuff, too. I just haven't. I haven't even been able to wrap my head around when I would want to do certain things that involve a plane um, than who I'd even want to go with. (laughs) I know. I I mean, not that I'm opposed to solo travel, which is how I normally do it, but you know, life is But sometimes uh, it is kind of fun when you're trying to figure out, okay, you know, can these people go with me? Do we want to do this? What do we want to do? And, but I think for me, it's a lot of it is just, just the fact that there's this chance of travel. It's something to look forward to is, is the, is the big benefit that optimism. Yeah. I mean, it's something to look forward to, but I guess at the same time, I think for me, I'm just, maybe I'm just in a funk, man, but I don't have a lot to look. I don't feel like there's things to look forward to right now. I feel like it's just never going to freaking end. It feels like a slog, you know? I know. Well, I think small steps, we have an inauguration day that hopefully comes and goes without any issue. Oh, I don't even want to start. <laughs> I know what happened yesterday. And then once we get beyond that, hopefully, we can start, you know, relaxing a little bit and things will start to cheer up a little bit and look a little bit more optimistic. We just need like, honestly, we need everybody just the vaccine thing like that would probably make it better. But I just, I don't know, man. I just, it's fatigue, right? I'm so fatigued. I don't even know how to look forward to stuff anymore. And it's everything. Like it's, it doesn't matter what it is. I don't even look forward to eating dinner. Um, You know what I mean though? I do. I'm just burnt I like out. dinner. I like dinner too. What are you going to have? I have no idea. That's why I like it so much. It's always a mystery. I just ask my wife, oh, what's for dinner? Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to I kind of. Sometimes it depends on the day. Sometimes we'll, we'll start talking about dinner like right after breakfast. Yeah. Because that's why we do it, I guess. And uh, and then we have the whole day to look forward to. But tonight I have no idea what's for dinner. But whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be good. I feel like tacos. I made burgers on Friday night. Uh, that were really yeah. good. Did those on the smoker with some Wagyu beef. Those are pretty good. 
Nice. Yeah. yeah. Last night we just did uh, down and dirty hot dogs. We were just lazy, wanted a low key dinner. Yeah. So, mm, hot dogs. Chili dogs. Except they were no, they were turkey dogs. So, huh. like, I mean, I figure if you're gonna go, you know, if you're gonna eat some pork butt, you just go get some pork butthole. You know, that's just yeah. You turkey. shouldn't. Don't try to get fa- like healthy with your tur- or with your hot dogs. That's just yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's like trying to get the uh, the vegan version of like a, a Slurpee or something. Like it's just, you're already going for guilty pleasures. Get guilty pleasure out of the way. But uh, the only benefit to the, the turkey dogs is like literally like half the calories and like a third of the fat. So you're like, all right, so it's not completely terrible. Yeah. But flavor wise, it doesn't hold a candle to like a, a traditional hot dog. I kind of want Wahoo's. Well, that's possible. Yeah, I mean, I just walk over there. Yeah, or go for your third run of the day. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna run again today. <laughs> I am gonna do. I am gonna lift a little bit of weights. Like a, a, a twenty ounce or a forty ounce? No, man. I uh, I actually haven't no drinks since uh, Christmas, so I'm. Oh. It's dry January, buddy. There you go. I mean, that's a thing that people do. I'm not saying, like, I'm not advocating. I'm just saying, you know, I I don't know. I just don't feel feel the need to drink, so I'm not going to. There you go. We'll see how long that lasts. Well, it probably helps with the the calories and all that fun stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I gained a pound or two over, you know, all the stuff I've been eating the last uh, couple weeks. Yeah, the easiest way to avoid that is just not to step on the scale. (laughs) <laughs> yeah honestly i haven't like i i had this so no, my normal thing like i get up in the morning my rituals i get, get up you know use the bathroom and honestly like first thing is step on the scale and just to, it's more just to kind of i guess keep my my head in it and just sort of hey you know you're you're not That's screwing true. up or you're not you know what i mean that you're not backsliding so uh i was doing that and then i just kind of haven't done that for a few weeks um so I'm not, you know, I don't do it as like, a, oh, I have this goal or I have to get to this thing or, oh, shit, I, now I got to go it's vomit. A, uh, yeah, it's, it's a yardstick. It's a motivation factor for you. Yeah, that so that's been that's been fine. Um, but yeah, I haven't done it. In fact, I haven't even been on scale today. I have no idea what it says. Well, eat a ton of Wahoos, then step on it. Yeah, right. To- All I, I do know that I'm, I mean, I'm under 200. So that's. That's a good place to be. Yeah, I'm at like, I think 192, 193, something like that. Nice. Yeah. And of course, that's first thing in the morning Ryan. with, you know, nothing in my pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it only gets worse throughout the day. Yeah. I'm proud of you, Ryan. You've done a good thing with it. It's a pretty impressive accomplishment you pulled off. Oh, thank you. It's And, and it's one of those things like it's super weird. I get messages from family and people it's are like, super oh, grown up of you. look what you did. And I'm like, it makes me really uncomfortable. So this is actually like kind of the first time I've really talked about this, but it does make me... I don't deal well with like praise and I don't like being called skinny, but oh, you look so skinny. And like, it just makes me really uncomfortable. So it's not like the easiest thing in the world for me to talk about, but hopefully, you know, if, if somebody is listening and Hey, you've been thinking about, you know, you want to get back in shape or, or start doing, you know, run or whatever, fuck it, do it. Like there's, there's nothing stopping you. And honestly, you don't need to pay for all these fancy diets and all this other crap. Do some internet research, figure out how to make this stuff work. I guess it does help that I was a vegetarian for a really long time. So I do understand a little bit better. Some of the, I guess, needs as far as, you know, nutrition goes, but you know, you can figure it out. It's not like it's impossible, but there are all these 
places that'll charge you hundreds and hundreds of dollars to tell you. Well, what I, you I can think the, figure the out biggest challenge your... with anything is, is like some people get so desperate for results, they kind of go to the extreme. And whenever you do something to an extreme, that's just not sustainable. What you want to do, whatever it is, you just want to make sure you can maintain. Yeah, and that's you know, like you, that's you the went big... keto and you backed off a little bit, and but that'll still keep you in the zone, so you're good to go. Well, keto is not sustainable, anyways. Like people that think right. they're going to do keto for more than like four months, you're freaking crazy. Yeah, I think you would die. But, well, who knows? But at the same time, you were able to kind of back off slightly, but still be able to maintain the weight without you know everything piling back on you know some people go on these crazy like juice only diets yeah. or whatever and then as soon as they eat solid food it's like they're, they're gaining weight because their original diet that they were on in the first place was unsustainable yeah you just but have to just watching what you eat yeah, yeah pay attention to what you're eating don't eat you know like you don't need uh a you know full pound burger like it's just the the portion it's portion control a lot of it right and then watching what you're eating yeah. and i just eat you know i eat a lot of salads and i eat a lot of salami and proteins and dude wisps yeah. are like one of the best things ever. Those, uh, Parmesan, you know, little cheese cracker things. Those yeah. are awesome. So yeah, you just kind of watch what you're doing and don't, you know, eat, you don't need all the food. Have most of it. Yeah. There you go. I, I even had, I had French fries. Cheesecake factory is like awesome. Four, four meals. What's that? I didn't realize that eating in a place like cheesecake factory is like four meals. Dude, the that burger farmer boys or whatever that place is called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their regular hamburger is like fifteen hundred calories. Holy hell! I don't know why. That's impressive. Yeah, that's crazy though. Like, and once you start to pay attention to that, and then realize, like, you know, I'll just give you an example. Let's see, this is probably way deeper than anybody wants to go into it, but I probably burned like twenty three hundred calories today, which is nice. Probably half of what most people would eat in a day <laughs> right right yeah when you look at like the the menus at right. restaurants and you realize like the portion sizes and, and the calorie density it's it can blow your mind with what's what people are consuming without really giving it a second thought yeah and that's the biggest thing is just paying attention uh you know figuring that part out and just kind of oh wow this is interesting and then you know learning a little bit and do some reading and hell if you want to hire a trainer hire a trainer do whatever i mean there's a million million resources out there but you know if anybody's on the fence about it fuck it get out do it what's the worst thing that can happen you feel better yeah exactly i mean it was you know it's just like it's noticeable too just like going up and down stairs or uh going on a hike like it's just you feel like you know you're just easier to carry yourself around a little bit and you know less winded all the time and dude actually the one side effect that i didn't really re- realize is that yeah i have no alcohol tolerance anymore so <laughs> that's another good reason for backing off the booze there you go there you go all that money you're saving on food and alcohol i don't i don't think i'm saving any money on food unfortunately well no especially if you have to yeah yeah, if healthier eating is more. That's also what's what. That's actually pretty shit. Is that to buy like m- most healthy food is more expensive, and you buy like fresh fruits and vegetables. Like it's not necessarily cheap. Meanwhile, you can get a frozen pizza for a buck ninety nine. Yeah, I know it is a challenge. It's super fucked up. Yep. Not that we're gonna solve that. Not that we should really get too deep into it. But hey, what the hell? Yeah. 
We're the ungrownups. Let's. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> not the. It. We're not the nutritionups. Oh no. God, I'm sorry. No. I said those words. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty bad, actually. Way to go, Ryan. Oh man, did I just kill it? <laughs> did I kill the whole thing? <laughs> it's all good. No, it's really all not. Right. That well, was terrible. Here's, here's here's to bigger and better things in 2021 with with the hope of some travel and some return to normalcy. Yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm I am hopeful for the future. I am excited about you know kind of what's to come. I uh, I don't know what did I. Hang on one second. I'm just looking at something that I was uh, like New Year's was just one of those things. Like, man, there's so much to be like happy about, but also, you know, kind of bombed. And it's just I I feel like this year has yes, there's been a lot of crap this year but the way i you know i got a new job or i I should say took a new job i have been able to do a lot of the things that i find are fun right i went on that big chicago train trip uh, which the reason that's not my top trip is because it was on a train turns out that's a terrible (laughs) idea um you know i did that trip i've been able to do a lot of stuff i've met some really cool people i've made some amazing memories with uh with a few folks and and that's been really nice um so it's, it hasn't been all bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just now, okay, let's no, I mean, it, carry some momentum through yeah. and hopefully hopefully, it, it just keeps getting better. Yeah, I mean, if you compare 2020 to other years we've had, it falls up, it falls short. But even within that, that shortcoming of a year, it, there were still some positive experiences and, and glimmers of a hope here and there. So... Just hoping that 2021 has much more of that. Well, I, you know, I was thinking about this actually, and it seems like every year everybody's like, oh, I can't wait for this year to be over every year. regardless. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of what happens. So what is a good year then? Right. I think it's what you make it. It's what we make of it. Oh, and sure, and I sure. think the, you know, I'm really trying to be more positive about life and, and, kind of looking at, yeah, okay, there's a lot of crappy stuff happening around us, but how do we, how do we take a more positive approach and, you know, just kind of thinking about things differently. And, you know, so far it seems like it's not the worst thing that uh, I've been doing. Yeah. And on that note, that got super weird. I'm sorry. Goodbye. Everybody. No, it got, it got emotional and poignant. I don't think it was emotional. I didn't cry. Poignant. I could cry. No. Would you like me to? No, no, I'm good there. Okay. Cause I'm not going to. Yeah. But you know what? As always, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I hope that next time you can come sit here. Oh, I know for sure. It is pretty interesting comparing our, our really awesome hair. Oh, yeah. And usually, I, like, we're sitting with hats, like, face-to-face, and my hair's sort of controlled. Yours is pretty awesome. I had a, I've had a hat on most of the day. That's and why. I, yeah, and I just took it off, and it's I haven't showered yet today either. Uh, well, it's early enough. It's... Well, no, I mean, I'll I'll shower. It's just a matter of, you know, you get all sweaty and gross. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to take five showers. Yeah, for sure. For sure. At any rate, sir, goodbye. I will see you soon. Yep. Goodbye, sir. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Ungrown Ups podcast. And for this, we apologize.